Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Yu Shun in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Coming up, have you noticed that mobile wallpapers on your digital devices have turned out to be so much more than just background images? They have morphed into digital canvases that depict personal stories, artistic flair, and even glaring social statements. Are small mobile wallpapers big business? And we share with you what's brought us sheer delight this week. Join us for a dose of positivity, laughter, and all things that make our hearts sing in Roundtable's happy place. And I know, life happens. We get it. Miss the juicy bits on air? No worries. Dive into the Roundtable China podcast for all the laughs and insights. Find us on your favorite podcast platform and let the fun catch up with you. Roundtable is your space for meaningful conversations, and we want to know what's buzzing in your thoughts. Got questions on social issues that keep you up at night, business mysteries that you're itching to unravel, or perhaps the latest in tech that's blowing your mind? Don't be shy. Drop us an email or voice memo at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Let's turn your thoughts into on-air magic. Now on Roundtable, as we turn our attention to the next topic of discussion. Mobile wallpapers, also called backgrounds, are digital images that can be set as the screen background of a cell phone, computer, and other electronic devices. They are now far from just decorative backgrounds. These are images that are testament to individual expression, digital artistry, and even social commentary in our tech-driven lives. We're zooming in. To the screens of China's youth to uncover what's trending and what these choices say about the cultural zeitgeist. So, what's popping on the smartphone screens in China these days?、Hmm. Recently, there has been an increasing discussion on mobile wallpapers on Chinese social media, not just because of their variety, but because it has become a lucrative business. So, this topic of Easily earn 100,000 yuan a month selling just wallpapers was trending on Weibo, which is Chinese social media platform, with a total click of 120 million. Some netizens are also leaving comments like, "Please give me a tutorial for that." But whether this business is genuinely that easy is still a topic of discussion, and today we might talk about more aspect of it. Um, behind this, there could be considerations related to, you know, copyright, or distribution channels, sales formats, and more. Some netizens have commented that the possibility of achieving high profits might be rare, and there could be many more hidden costs that are not immediately apparent.、Mm. Well, Josh, how have wallpapers? Become a necessary digital decoration for the pocket-sized virtual space that many young people call home.、Um, yeah, it's well, it, it almost is like a home, isn't it? And I guess、mm. in the same way that that one might decorate their home or their their house or their abode, they might decorate their digital home as well these days.、Um, and I guess the more integrated we become into that digital home, the more we want to personalize it. And make it our own, right?、Um, mm. Just like we do our own house, I think that 
these days users want to express their individuality through this, right? And the amount of time, the amount of screen time that we all um, experience is increasing um, and to the point where it's literally hours every day. So I, I understand why users want to have this deeper level of personalization when they are connecting to their devices. I think there's some degree of artistic expression, right? I think that um, users want to show their creativity uh, through this. Mm -hmm. um, many people are into photography. We now have camera phones. We have cameras that are so high quality that you can take professional level photographs just with your phone and then you can um, display them on your wallpaper. Uh, I, I guess that there's a degree of mood enhancement to say something a bit more positive. Maybe mm. uh, the choice of wallpaper could impact your mood, right? I guess uh, you could have something humorous on there. You could have something that's warm and calming, uh, like a you know a field or something like this, or just something that you find really funny. You could have a loved one on there. Or you could have your significant other or your dog or whatever. <laughs> so I guess there is a degree of mood enhancement as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, escapism yeah. too, I guess. To be honest, I change my wallpaper seasonally. <laughs> <laughs> to you know according okay. to different seasons of course because i think that brings you different moods when you're just unlocking your screen but talking about how it is profitable i witnessed some people are willing to pay for art actually because some people are paying for customized wallpapers and even social media profiles just like your rechat profile so these artists actually providing such services and earn money through their creative work because they're drawing these wallpaper or profiles for you. And another thing is that, of course, we can see so many wallpaper platforms and I think most of them are free, right? But there are some just exquisite wallpaper platforms. One example I know of is software called Wallpaper Engine. So this app, provides wallpaper for the PC platform. And after you purchase it, you can not only choose high definition and dynamic wallpapers, but some wallpapers can even interact with you. So for instance, if your wallpaper features your favorite anime character, the character might continuously look in the direction your mouse cursor moves and clicking on them could also trigger some interactive elements. For example, they uh, you click on their eyes, they may blink on you or something like that. Wow, I missed out on a lot of this new trending stuff. And um, it's good to be on the show. It's to... not even new. It's been so many years. Thank actually. you so much for that. You should. <laughs> I'm so out of it. Um, and there are these naked eye 3D um, wallpapers too that I had a crash course this morning. And then your screen looks suddenly like multi-dimensional. And if it's got your favorite images on it, that's a mood enhancer. And I've seen that some of our colleagues who have kids, you know, they put their kids photo as the screensaver as well as wallpaper or whatnot. And some people have, you know, this star that they really like. And then they'll select a really nice photo of him or her and put it on, on the phone. And that I can all understand. That's all pretty much free. <laughs> Right. <laughs> the part that I find to be fascinating is that this is actually a growing industry, a growing business. Okay, there are a few interesting aspects to talk about here. One is, which is not surprising to me, that AI is involved 
because now with technologies such as like Mid Journey or you know all these、mm-hmm. uh, text to image AI technologies available, and anybody can't get their hands on it, just come up with really good drawings and images. In a matter of a few seconds, and this has become a business opportunity for some of these small studios who claim to、um, come up with so-called original or custom-made images for you for your wallpaper. But also, I mean, if you know how to use these、um, AI platforms, which are so damn easy to use. You can just do it yourself. I don't understand why.、Yeah. Well, maybe a couple of yuan is good enough and cheap enough, and then people are willing to shell out. So there's definitely this sort of buzzing new sector or new business that is thriving quite nicely in this field. Yes, it seems like it is a market with huge potential.、Um, according to some industry insiders, a single mobile、uh, wallpaper's price ranges from generally two to ten yuan. That's about one and a half dollar. And a package of yearly customized service ranges generally one hundred fifty to two hundred yuan. That's about twenty eight dollars. So, and also some top selling products can reach thousands or even tens of thousands of sales. Basically, on all these major social media platforms in China, we can see people are like promoting and selling their wallpapers. For example, on Xiaohongshu, there are many, you know, top seller mobile wallpapers, among which more than seven hundred copies of a festive dragon-themed cell phone wallpaper have been sold at the price of seven point nine yuan. That's only about one and a half dollar. So. We can see, yes, I think a lot of people are, you know, willing to pay for these things. <laughs> At least it's not me, but、uh, <laughs> me either. Maybe it's just because they are not very expensive, and it can be very、uh, mood changing,、mm. and people just they are just willing to pay for it. Well, I I'm not sure if I can truly identify the reasons why people. Would be so invested in this, at least psychologically, because I myself am not. But I guess I guess it does make sense for all of the the reasons that we mentioned beforehand. I do think that this is quite an interesting business model, though, and I think that it's interesting that you mentioned AI, Heyang, and that why would anybody, you know, want to pay for anything, or why would anybody be working on this when AI can presumably make us whatever wallpaper we want、um, at a click? And I, I think that. That is the direction it's going to go. I think that we're just starting to dip our toe in the water when it comes to generative text models, right? But I think that there's we've we've seen already. I mean, you've probably seen some of these AI generated images, right? And AI generated graphics. They're still pretty in the preliminary stages, I think. And、mm. I think that they they all have quite a similar vibe and aesthetic、mm. um, these days. This this sort of very. Bright and animated 3D sort of vibe,、um, but I imagine that soon enough it's going to be much more developed and much easier to use. And I guess that your wallpaper is going to be moving and living and breathing, and it will be sort of picking up on how you feel that day. I mean, I I, I assume that there'll be even a function that where it can sort of monitor the words you're using that day and see how stressed you are. You know, whether you're having stressful、yeah. conversations at work. Or you're having happy conversations,、yeah. and maybe the wallpaper is gonna, 
you know, make you feel better depending wow. on how you're doing that day. Actually, that doesn't sound like a bad idea at all to me. But <laughs> when I give it a second yeah. thought, it's also a bit frightening because just imagine the amount of personal data, possible even biometric or psychological data that the machine mm. needs to collect in order to come up with an adequate response to match your mood. That is great to have, but also kind of scary to think about just to get to that point. But Josh, these days with the text-to-image AI-generated content, it is really great already. What you just mentioned, I mean, a lot of it can be achieved. And with AI technology, you can get really creative in the sense that it's so easy to mix. Just type in the prompt. For example, I want Bai Shi, I want Vincent Van Gogh, mm. and also maybe a little bit of um, Annie Leibovitz into one picture and it can generate for you in a matter of a couple of seconds. But also you're building on creative giants input. All these three people are, you know, one of the best in their uh, respective fields. And then their artistic style are so distinct and prominent. And therefore, it's all in the AI's purview and for it to generate content that fits your preference if you're able to write that prompt in that way then it can deliver but also i have two worries here one is what about intellectual property rights that these artists should they be holding it is it an infringement on their copyrights well if some of these artists have uh, passed away like ages ago, then if their artwork have entered the public domain, then maybe it's a different story. But there's that, as well as with any kind of images that is floating around on the internet these days, it is so easy to copy them. Mm. So what about, you know, again, intellectual property protection of new content that's created out there with the wallpapers? It's just so easy to violate and in French upon. So I have some questions there as well. Actually, I think on the one hand, it is also reflecting that people's awareness of paying for knowledge is increasing, right? Because people are actually paying for this digital content. And we can see actually a lot of major cell phone manufacturers, such as Huawei, Vivo, Oppo, Xiaomi, etc., are also selling paid wallpapers through their theme stores, right? They can have different themes on phones. But also that leads to our concern that is, you know, okay, customers are paying for that, but the people who are selling it, are they the actual creator? So a lot of them are actually stealing pictures from other creators and this is infringing on their copyrights and attracting traffic for low quality products that are tricky problems which can do harms to high quality and original products. And another thing is that what we've been talking about, the copyright of AI-generated content, can that be caught as your work? So yeah, that is the problem that I think these platforms at least need to consider and um, when they are selling these products to customers. Josh, do you have a response to the, um, I guess, the ills or the problems of um, you know, circulating these wallpapers? Yeah, well, I guess that 
more generally speaking, th this question is a bit more general about intellectual property and about the future of the development of this kind of art. And I think that the subscription and licensing models uh, give us a bit gives us give us a few issues here. I think the rise of these kind of subscription based services um, mean that, uh, you know, there is an, an ability to offer access to a library of wallpapers through subscription services. But one of the downsides of subscription services is that it really prevents once once you have so many people subscribe to them, similarly to streaming services like Netflix, you find that uh, a lot more, well, if we take film as an example, you find that a lot less independent artists, a lot less independent filmmakers, a lot less independent films make their way into your echo chamber and it starts to get more and more saturated and less and less exciting, less diverse. And this can happen with anything, even something uh, like wallpapers, I guess, uh, because ultimately what we're talking about here is art. And um, I guess there is that risk that it can become slightly boring and it can become more difficult for some of these more independent or uh, lesser known producers of content, designers, etc., to make their way into the market. Mm. Also, one of the possibly bigger ways to capitalize on wallpapers is not on selling wallpapers because we know there are just way too many free options out there. Mm. So the wallpaper, which is free, is only used as a bait mm. to you to look at the advertisement. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, these wallpaper generators, I mean, the people who are doing it, who are selling it, they are getting commission from every time when you click on or when you wait long enough to watch the online advert. And the wallpaper is only the freebie you get. And you might get your a really nice wallpaper or a couple that you like, and then you save them and you can use them. But it's through the product placement the advertisement, again, is companies trying to gain our eyeball time to sell us stuff, and that is the business model. The intricacies of commercial business endeavors, and even if sometimes it's dressed up with uh, creativity and art, sometimes you just need to look a little bit deeper and see what exactly we're engaged in. But also, you know, having a nice wallpaper that makes you feel better about the day, no harm in that, I would think. Coming up next, welcome to the happiest corner of the airwaves, Roundtable's Happy Place. Delivery. 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 What is it? Happiness from Roundtable. Josh, what do you have for us in this week's happy place? Well, thank you for asking, He Young. Well, my happy place this week is all about the French language. Very soon I will be visiting France. And I mm. used to live in France about over 10 years ago. I studied abroad there and I learned to speak French to a, an okay level. I mean, <laughs> I feel almost shameful or like a fraud, fraudulent saying that, but... My family speak pretty good French, and so I grew up speaking it a little bit. And when I moved there, I obviously picked a bit more up. And it's been so long since I've been there, and I haven't spoken a word of French um, since moving to China because I spent so much time 
focusing on improving my Chinese. And I thought about it suddenly. Oh, my goodness, I'm going there. Um, I should probably try and pick it up. And uh, I decided to watch some French movies to help myself do this. And uh, honestly, I, I sort of forgot how fantastic French cinema is. And I, I would really encourage anybody that loves film to go and check it out because some of the best films I think ever made are probably uh, made in French. Um, but some of the films I watched, Amelie, uh, you probably heard about oh, that one, Paris. 2001. No, sorry. Uh, huh? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh, no, dude. no, 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 no. <laughs> Amelie, it is based in Paris, though. It is based in Paris. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. a classic. But maybe a different but, movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and has a little bit to do with fashion, not to the extent as uh, Yu Shun's um, <laughs> pick. <laughs> okay. And what yes, else, yes, Josh? Yes. Um, th there's there's so many. Um, there's one called uh, the Dinner Game. Uh, and this is like an old, not that old, it's from 1998. It's a comedy about a group of friends that compete to bring the biggest, like, idiot to their dinner party. <laughs> it's it's a bit of a strange concept. Mm -hmm. um, but it again, it's quite good, and it's good to pick up a lot of colloquial French expressions. So I don't speak French that well, so I'm picking kind of easy films with less dialogue in. Um, so, yeah, that's another one. Um, there's another one. Uh, called Welcome to the Sticks, uh, Bienvenue chez la Chite, uh, something like this. This is wow. another comedy, easy to understand. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you very much, Josh, for your happy place. And you shouldn't. What do you have for us? Hmm. My happy place this week is that I visited a museum called Chinese Traditional Culture Museum. So this museum currently collects a wide range of arts and crafts, mainly including jade carving, stone carving, bamboo and wood carving, ivory and bone carving, and a lot of crafts like ceramics and uh, tanka and ethnic folk arts and so many more crafts. So one particularly impressive piece is a white jade pagoda. It is a work composed of a tall pagoda and four small pagodas with jade carved chains connecting each tower. So the craftsman needed to ensure the jade stones remain intact and form a chain during carving. And I think it is just truly astonishing. And uh, this intricate piece took two years to actually complete. And that is just surprising to me. Yes, another one is an ivory carving depicting a large ship in the form of two phoenixes. This Dynamic details of the carving, such as the flowing feathers of the phoenixes and the swaying flags on the ship, are incredibly lifelike. And, um, you know, the content of the carving is just also noteworthy. The entire ship, spanning seven overlapping layers, is filled with people. And the rooms on the entire ship are completely hollow. So you can actually see through the room from one side to the other. So, you know, even though the hall was very quiet when I viewed them, I felt as if I could hear the sounds of ocean waves and the bustling voices of crowds. It was just truly lifelike. But also, ivory carving is definitely mm. not something that people endorse anymore. And right. that's an art of the past, I would think. Mm. Since 1980s, the international ivory trade has been prohibited. And the Chinese government also have actively adhere to and comply with these regulations. So 
for artisans dedicated to preserving this craft, I think the development of new materials and the, the adoption of new technologies in the industry are crucial. So I believe that what can be passed down is the skill, not necessarily a specific material. Thank you, Yushun, for sharing with us your happy place. And my share in today's happy place is sure to bring a smile to your day. Picture this. In a high school corner in Beijing, two teens lean in for that heart-fluttering first kiss. And then, brace for impact, their braces lock. <laughs> That's right. A dental twist of fate turned Zhao Rei Ching's first smooch into an unforgettable comedy of eras. Zhao is a 17-year-old studying at the high school affiliated to Renmin University in Beijing. And this story snagged a winning spot in the New York Times Tiny Memoir Contest for students. And it's a hilarious reminder that a path of young love never did run smooth, especially not with the mouthful of metal. Now, if you're thinking back to your younger days when love notes were passed in secrecy and the mere brush of a crush's hand could send you over the moon, you'll know why Zhao's tale is such a gem. It's a peek into the sweet, innocent, and sometimes awkward puppy love. The kind that's often shushed by stern looks in Chinese classrooms, but there's the kicker. Zhao turned a possibly embarrassing brace face blunder into a prize winning story. So next time when someone tells you that school is no place for romance, sure, getting good grades and a great education is top priority. But also, <laughs> think about Zhao's literary win. Who says young love can't be creative fuel? And my happy place today is a call to all of you Romantics and rebels at heart, the world is your oyster, and even a case of entangled braces can be your pearl. Let's not just live life. Let's write it down, laugh about it, turn it into a song like what Josh Cotterell would do with his band Axis Neptune, and share it with the world. Because in the end, these are the tales that make us human. I cherish these stories. For in their telling, we find the profound truths of our own existence. And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thank you so much, Josh Cotterell and Yushun, for joining the show. I'm He Young. We'll see you next time. <laughs>